0: Happy Hump Day! Welcome back to another episode of Yvette Unplugged. Today we have a special guest. I wanted to take the month of May and focus on motherhood. This Sunday is Mother's Day and um, motherhood is such a huge part of my i want to say my identity but it's i don't know i guess it's just a role that i have that takes up a huge part of my life and so i thought it would just be nice to spend the month of may on motherhood and so today we have a special guest and i'm just gonna jump right into the conversation okay hi mom <laughs> hi there Okay, so every um episode I do start with a woman crush Wednesday and so if I have a special guest, typically my special guest just so happens to be a woman and you are my woman crush Wednesday. Um I feel hey. like I'm cheating because I've already had you as a woman crush Wednesday on the
1: episode, but you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's all good. Okay. But I guess today you're my woman crush too.
0: Okay. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Okay, so what how we're going to do this here, guys, is on Instagram. And if you're not following me on Instagram, you should be following Yvette Unplugged on Instagram. But on Instagram, we I think it's Yvette underscore unplugged. Sorry, I wanted to make sure I accurately referenced it. But I asked um, I said to you guys that in for the month of May, I want to have it focused on motherhood since it's Mother's Day this um, month. And I felt like the best thing for me to do for that theme would have my own mama on the podcast. So here she is with us today. And on Instagram, I asked you guys, like, what would you like to hear us talk about? And there was actually quite a few different things. And so I kind of thought that today we could just do like a QA and a type situation. So that is what we're going to do today. Uh, mom do you want to introduce yourself I kind of did but I don't know I don't know the formal way to introduce you how would you introduce yourself
1: mm-hmm. well I don't really know either other than to say that um, I am my name is <laughs> Ann Givens <laughs> and I am the mother of three masterpieces mm-hmm. and they are Anthony O'Neal, Yvette, and John, well, Yvette Henry and John Givens. (laughs) Um, I am just elated and honored to be their mom. And I'm also the wife to their dad, John Givens. And uh, I don't know what else to say about myself other than that.
0: Okay. So let's talk a little bit about like... um... What do you do? Like what? T- give us a little bit about your background. Like what was your life like growing up? Um like I won't say your real name, but you know. You know, as little O'Neill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up with um seven siblings who were very much so older than me. My brother that's next to me is um 10 years older than I am so and just think I had um what six siblings older than him so I grew up with seven and as of today I only have three siblings alive so um I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina where uh, my mom and my stepdad really kind of raised me. I remember my real father, but he passed away when I was nine years old. Um, I grew up with older siblings, as I've mentioned before, who were also able to discipline me. That's different when I talk to my other girlfriends and they had older siblings, but their siblings weren't able to discipline them.
0: And when I say discipline,
1: I mean, Spankings. Yeah, I got whippings. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't call them spankings. I got whippings from <laughs> from them. And there was one sister, one sister that I had that I remember always saying Just let Dad whip me. Just let Dad whip me because I could count the many the hits that she was going to give me and should be done because she just didn't like doing it. Aww. But um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's pretty much, um, I grew up in a little neighborhood called Highland Park, and I had two best friends. One, um, Dottie, which her real name was Jennifer Harkness, and then the other one was Yvette Primus. And unfortunately, during high school, we lost Yvette. Yvette died to an aneurysm. And, um... And when I had my little girl, I named her after Yvette, because that's how special and um, Yvette was to me. So, yeah, I named you after Yvette. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I don't know anything else to say about my childhood other than I had an awesome mom who... Uh, really gave a lot to her kids. And um, I felt like she gave a heck of a lot to me, just being the youngest. But let me just say this. Even though I I am the youngest, sometimes I feel like the oldest. And that was even when all the rest of my siblings were alive. And still to this day, I still feel like I'm the oldest. They kind of look at me to make hard decisions, and my nieces and nephews, for the most part, a lot of them refer to me as auntie, but they also kind of look at me as mom, hmm. so anyway, that's who I was as little.
0: So I wanted to kind of go into, like, before we get into our conversation, I wanted to get a little bit more of an idea of what your relationship was like with your mom um, growing up. Do you want to, do you have, because you said she was a really good mom and she gave a lot to you specifically as the youngest. So what does that look like? Like, what was your relationship
1: like per se? My relationship with my mom was very close. My, Me growing up, I remember two jobs my mother had, and one she worked at this place called Midland Center where she worked with um, autistic kids. And mama would bring home just about every weekend a kid from that facility that would stay um, stay the weekend with us and I was able to see her love and care for this child um, in such uh, just a genuine uh, way. And I saw her, her. I always have a tr- trouble pronouncing this word, but I saw her authenticity with these children. Mm-hmm. She was just, you would think that it was her artistic child. That's how mm. she treated them. And so I grew to love that in my mom. And um my mother was a Christian. She every Sunday morning we would get up and mama would call us into the front room and all of us would kneel down and pray before we had breakfast on Sunday morning. She would make us kneel on our knees and pray. And when she got done um, talking to us while we were on our knees, she would call on each one of us to lead um, the family in our in the Lord's prayer. Mm. That was amazing. I, I just loved this woman. And um, my the other job my mother had was cleaning houses, and she, when I wasn't in school, she would take me with her. To clean these houses. And I just remember liking, just enjoying going to do this with her. And for the most part, I would help her clean, but then there were times when I didn't feel like helping her and she would just let me watch uh, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember sitting there and watching Mr. Rogers with her. And mm-hmm. then, and, and maybe she would have me folding clothes, but she taught me how to clean clean her house my mother's house was always clean mm. did and she always clean she in her blue I,
0: robe on saturday mornings listening to gospel music Is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i don't remember her doing okay. that she she no, that was just something i developed and then you picked up <laughs> but um yeah my mom was just amazing there was nothing that i could think of that she couldn't do she could cook she could bake and when it came to Christmas time, my mom made all of her Christmas decorations. Mm. And I mean that literally yeah. her Christmas balls, she would go and buy um, balls and we would save old jewelry and we would make that. So I was always with her. Mm. I was always with her. If I wasn't with Yvette and Dottie, I was with my mom. We were just close. It re- It kind of reminds me of, how Anaya um, <laughs> clings to you right now. That's how I used to cling to. My
0: you want to know what's funny is I'm listening to you talk and I'm like, oh, she's describing herself, and I'm wondering <laughs> like if this is a generational thing that is going to happen with like the Givens or uh, the O'Neills or whatever you want to call them, women. I don't. What's your mom's maiden name? Franklin. Franklin. I knew that. Um, and so it's kind of like, cause I heard you talking, you were like, she was so authentic and she was genuine and she Mm -hmm. loved on those autistic kids as if they were her own. And she was a believer and she was creative and she just made everybody feel loved and welcomed. And I feel like a lot of my friends, a lot of my girlfriends will say the same thing about you as far as how they feel when they're around you as if you love them as they're your own children. And even like my brother's friends (laughs) feel the same way. And so I'm like, wow, that's really awesome to hear that you got that from your mom. I don't know that I've really like listened to you talk about your mom like that. And then even like the Christmas ornaments, how we used to make our own ornaments. And then now I'm a mom and I tried to make ornaments. (laughs) They weren't Mm -hmm. as... They weren't as nice as the ones you used to make. I like the ones you, I don't know where those type of balls are anymore anyway. But, um no, I only have a few of them left. I know. I know. So some of the questions that people were asking, one of the first questions that I wanted to um talk about was the first one that says, what do you love most about our mother daughter relationship? Or what do we love most about our mother daughter relationship? Um,
1: I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, I love that we are friends now. I mean, I think we've always been friends, but we're friends. Like I can really talk to you. Um, like I can talk to my friends, my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that we can talk about the goodness of Jesus and, um, Yeah. and relate it to in such an awesome deep way we can have those conversations and i i love that i can be human and vulnerable Mm. with you and i love that you can be honest with me there are times when you're like mom you know what Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and maybe i'll get a little annoyed but i appreciate that because i you know i always say to anybody i don't know how to beat around a bush i don't know how to be fake and phony and I see that in you when we have our time together. You're very real with me. And I love that. Yeah, I would. And I just love the fact that you're mine. <laughs> I would
0: ditto that. Um, I feel all of those things, but I really love the fact that we do have a friendship, but I also feel like you were, a, you are and were a mother. You know what I'm saying? Like, even in my childhood because I feel like I'm a woman now Um, in my childhood I feel like we were friends but I also felt like you did a good job of creating boundaries to where you were also my mom and I knew that and I understood that and I think a lot of times I don't know if that's if it's necessarily 100% the case but a lot of times some women have trouble because they want to be friends with their daughter but They have a hard time like creating the boundary of like, okay, yeah, we can be, we can have that type of relationship, but I'm also your mom and I'm responsible for growing you into like a responsible adult. How do you think you did that? Was that an intentional thing or do you think it just kind of came natural?
1: What? As far as,
0: as far as like being able mom. to
1: be like my friend and my mom. <laughs> I think simply because that, and I say this over and over, I hope I'm not sounding like a broken record, but you were easy to raise. And I didn't, I didn't have to say, you know what, girl, I'm your mom. Mm. Now with your brothers, they probably feel a little different in that. <laughs> but, um, I think it just came naturally because I could trust you. Mm. And I always said to you guys, don't lose mom's trust and not, not to discount your dad, but I was okay about you guys losing your dad's trust. Cause I felt like I could work with him to bring him back Yeah, around. A but if you lost my trust, then that would just not be good and you never lost my trust so it was it was a natural thing as far as being able to be your friend and your mom at the same time
0: i don't think my listeners are going to like that answer
1: <laughs> oh well <it's> the <laughs> they're going to be
0: like well what did you do yeah no i i agree i feel like for me um with that And I don't know if it was just a natural part of who I am as a person or if it was really just me observing my brothers and how they interacted with you guys that made me so like, I don't even know what the word is to describe what I'm trying to say, but that made me who I was like obedient and trusting and just wanting to make you guys proud and do all the right things, you know?
1: Um, And you know what, that, I'm sorry to butt in, but that kind of reminds me of a a segment in my childhood. I grew up with a niece and a nephew who were pretty much around my age. mm -hmm. My nephew, Mike, and my niece, Melvina. Um, And they felt more like my brother and my sister. And I would see them get in trouble. And I was like, "Oh, heck, no,. Mm-hmm. I'm not going down that road." Yeah. And so I found myself not getting in trouble as much as they did, because I saw what it was like. Yeah, you know? So that kind of reminds me of that.
0: Okay, I have the next uh, one of the other questions that people asked was, "What lessons have you learned as a result of
1: being my mom? I think I learned and I experienced, I don't know if I learned or I, I feel like I experienced what it was like having a self-driven and focused child. I experienced that with you. And, um, I didn't like in school, I, I had to be intentional about just knowing what was going on in school with you because that's just how self-driven and focused you were. And I I felt like, wait, I need to be involved. I need to know <laughs> what's going on because I didn't have to monitor that mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was something I learned or that I experienced.
0: <laughs> it's all good. We can share. Yeah. That.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> OK, so this next question is asking about how a relationship changed or evolved when I became a mom. But I kind of wanted to skip that one and go to people were asking about your birthing experience versus mine. And I kind of wanted to talk about that as well, because <laughs> one of the things that I don't even know if I've ever said this to you, but I never knew that babies like ate from the boob. And like that was just something that I didn't know. And so I was like, that one caught me off guard. That was like one of the biggest things that caught me off guard as far like when I became a mom. But I kind of wanted to talk about that. Like, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know where to go with that. But what is your initial reaction to that statement?
1: What? How did the birth experience different from? No, yours? the
0: fact that you I didn't know that my baby was going to have to eat from my boob.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? That kind of goes to the to one of the questions. Um, what was it? In reference to what do I wish I don't know, but let me just answer this. Mm-hmm. When I hear you say stuff like that, then I'm like, dang, I don't think I ever talked to Yvette about that. When I hear yours and Glenn's podcast sometimes and some of the things you say I didn't know that it kind of makes me embarrassed it Mm. makes me feel some kind of way Mm. and and I do remember hearing you say I didn't know about the boob thing (laughs) and that's where I felt like man, I didn't have like those frank conversations Mm. with her and honestly it makes me feel bad and it and it it kind of embarrasses me but then i think did anybody else have those conversations with their daughter hmm I, I don't know so yeah did
0: those were those conversations
1: but maybe i go ahead maybe i didn't because with anthony i tried that um uh, breastfeeding and it didn't work for me i i just couldn't <laughs> I will see what I was about to say. It just didn't work for me. I just did not like the feeling. I didn't like the idea. Mm-hmm. And I could never get him to latch on. So mm. maybe that's why I never had that particular conversation with you.
0: So after Anthony,
1: you didn't try again
0: with me or John?
1: No. And, you know, the crazy thing is when you came, I did not know that, and it's weird that the doctors didn't tell me, but I did not know that I needed to tell them that I wasn't going to breastfeed because you know how you go through the postpartum? Uh I remember being in the hospital and my breasts had swelling so Mm. big and they were, I was in so much pain (laughs) and your dad wasn't at the hospital with me. And I just remember that being a bad day. And I was just crying I think because of my breast hurting, and then I was crying. I didn't even know why I was crying. But when <laughs> he came back to the hospital, my eyes were swollen. They were red. And he was like, what's wrong? And I said, I don't know what's wrong. But um, I didn't even know to say, I'm not going to breastfeed for them to give me what it was I needed that, that for my breast not to produce milk
0: that is so interesting that was going to be my next question so what did you do each time afterwards in order to stop the milk from coming in so what eventually well, I learned happened?
1: a lesson with John <laughs> and I asked oh. <laughs> uh, yeah they gave me the medicine to stop my breasts from producing milk
0: oh I didn't even know they there gave was me what medicine. it was I
1: needed yeah they did whatever I needed to do because I wasn't even trying to breastfeed with you. Wow. So So you have been at every
0: single one of the births of my kids. And um I guess people people have noticed that because you know we share our lives on the YouTube channel, so they've seen you. At least at Anaya and Uzi's birth. Um and so I don't really know what this question was about, but they want to know how did your birth experience differ from mine? Like what, or maybe you can just kind of reflect on yours versus mine and what you appreciated about both experiences. I don't know. How do you, however you want to answer that question, feel free to.
1: With my kids, we were, I had all of you in a hospital. Having a baby at home never crossed my mind. And I remember when you first told me you were going to have um, Uriah at home. No, Anaya. And no. Oh, yes. Anaya. I'm sorry. I got So four. <laughs>
0: just for my listeners, <laughs> for my listeners, my I have four kids and the first two kids were born in the hospital and then the second two mm-hmm. were born at home.
1: Right. And, and the other difference is that you have a do you had a doula Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: with me, and this was our, um, I don't know what to call it, but in my family growing up between me and my sisters and, uh, yeah, I saw both of my sisters have a baby, but with us, everybody was at the hospital. And when I say everybody, I mean, my brothers, my sisters, my whole family was at the hospital and that, that was an expectation. Mm. I remember having Anthony and my brother was in the room with me when I was in labor. (laughs) Gosh, I don't know if he was in the room when Anthony was actually came out, but Uh, he was in that room Okay, with you. It was like, mom. I don't need anyone in the room with me. (laughs) And, um, for your listeners, Yvette has an extended family here in California who, who I feel and she feels like they are really her uncles and aunties. Mm -hmm. And, um, they all wanted to be there. She had aunties who wanted who expected to be in that room. But Yvette and Glenn was like, no, no one, but, um, you mom and, and our doula and ourselves. So, of course. But um, I, to be honest, I was like, are you kidding me right now? These yeah. people want to be there for you. Yeah, we had, we had so, some tension there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's what I grew up with. Everybody was there. Mm-hmm. And then you and Glenn came along and you guys had a whole nother look about it. And I, yeah, I was a little annoyed. But it ended up happening. And then I remember with Theo, when Theo was first born, oh, do you remember what happened? When Theo came out and people had, even though they couldn't be in the room, though that extended family was in all the in room. the lobby. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they were all out Y'all, there. they were there like the
0: whole time. I was like, what is going on, y'all? They it's going to be a while. The
1: entire time. <laughs> And then after Theo came out, now what they have, when I, I can't remember this, when I had babies was, what do they call it, Yvette? The, um. Meal Getting acquainted with, no, whenever the, the mom and dad. Oh, um. Oh my goodness.
0: What do skin to skin. when You're supposed to. Yeah. Bond with your child.
1: Yes, bonding time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So those people had been there the entire time. And Yvette and Glenn was like, well, we're going to take this next hour <laughs> to bond with Theo. <laughs> and I remember saying, are you kidding me? These people want to come in and see this baby. And they both had their mindset that, well, then they're going to have to wait or come back tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like are you really kidding me? But they um, bent the rules a little bit and allowed people to come in and see feel. And um, yeah, but then going back to the home birth, I remember feeling really nervous about that. And I remember saying, okay, so what if something goes wrong? What happens? Mm -hmm. But I got over that. And I remember when, Anaya was conceived and Evette told me her due date and I remember saying that baby is going to be born on your grandma's birthday because her due date was in March. And I was like, that baby is going to be born on your grandma's birthday. And then I remember starting to pray specifically because I believe in specific prayers. And I believe I, I remember praying and asking the Lord for that to happen. And especially when we found out she was going to be a girl, I was like, Lord, please let her come (laughs) on my mom's birthday. And please let her come on a Friday, just like her two brothers. And let her come during the daytime. Mm -hmm. And I remember Yvette and I had planned to go and pamper ourselves on March 17th. Mm -hmm. And um, at about 8 o'clock that morning Yvette called me and I thought she was calling to see if I was on my way and she was like "Mm, I think the baby's coming today my water broke and I was (laughs) like are you kidding me do you know that today is your grandma's birthday so and that was everything I asked for her to be born on my mom's birthday and born in the morning time and um, and then I remember and I was still nervous about the home birth Mm -hmm. but I remember walking into Yvette's house and the peace of God was so sick mm, yeah. and so present. And I just remember saying, I just feeling like this is gonna be all good. Yeah. And Yvette, the ambience was just amazing they had worship music going she had her oils burning it was just a beautiful beautiful experience so
0: so let's talk about i don't know if i
1: answered the question
0: no you did um i mean you didn't really talk about well you did excuse me you did kind of refer to your experience versus mine but i kind of want to talk about that because i feel like that's where when we do have moments of tension in our relationship it comes around when it's like Well, this is how we did it. And now you want to go and do it this way type situation. So how Mm -hmm. like um, I don't know what I want to ask, but I guess how do you deal with that or how have you learned (laughs) to deal with it? Because I feel like as our as like because as I've grown, as I've been married longer and longer and longer. You have kind of had to adjust to the fact that like the decisions that I make, I have to make with my husband and him and I need to be on the same page more so than you and I. And so I guess my question
1: would be, how is that for you? I think it goes back to your question, the question about how has our relationship changed or evolved Mm -hmm. since you've become a mom?
0: There you go. Or a wife. And the one
1: where... Like wife yeah, and
0: mom,
1: you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is Glenn gonna listen to this? I don't know no, if I'm he listens kidding. to my podcast. Um, but when I saw that, the word that came screaming out at me and like flashing before my eyes was boundaries. Mm. And um, I I feel, I feel like I've had to respect boundaries and. Respect your decisions for your children. Respect your decisions as a wife. And going back to the children, like the homeschooling, I was like, why are you going to homeschool? (laughs) I think they need to be around kids. I don't want them to have some kind of social dysfunction. Remember that conversation? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and other things that you guys have decided with the kids, but I'll focus more on the homeschooling. But, um, and I'm thinking, you know what, you and your brothers are okay. And you guys went to public school. So why can't they get out and be amongst other kids? So I just believe, um, I forget what what, where I'm supposed to be going with this, but I think with me, I have to be And I think I'm better now Mm -hmm. after seven years. um, I'm better with respecting your decisions and respecting those boundaries.
0: So is there an element of like just kind of using the homeschool example? Is there a part of you that feels like when we make certain decisions, it's saying to you that the decision you made for your kids was not good or like that it was no okay
1: no I don't receive it like that I just I receive it now like you guys see what um is currently the case in the world Mm -hmm. and um you've decided to go with your decision making based on that yeah so um, yeah so i'm I'm okay with that I don't I don't look at it like I didn't do well
0: like you don't take offense but
1: I don't take offense yeah Mm-mm. No. yeah
0: and that's one thing that I feel like um I don't know I feel like there are a lot of generational things with mother and daughter relationships where it's like we're living in a different time than you guys were. and I one of the biggest things that I would say that is different between when you were raising your kids and when I'm raising my kids is now there's a little bit more of a behind the scenes look at what other moms are doing compared to what what I'm doing versus you, you when you were you know, raising your kids, I feel like it was more of a thing where if you did have any inkling of what people were doing, it was because you assumed it to be so, or it was only based off of what they said. You know what I mean? Um, I wasn't planning on going here, but how how did you deal with that as a mom? Did you, because I know that for me personally, I struggle with comparison and I'm not sure I know we've had conversations about this, but I'd love my listeners to hear um, you share some of your experience and wisdom as far as it is concerned with, like, being in relationship with other moms and how you protected your heart or your, you I don't know, how you made boundaries for that, like how you're raising your kids versus how they were raising theirs. Mm.
1: That's a very good question. Um I see well I do know that during the time that I was raising you guys that I did I f- I did fall into that trap of comparing my the way your dad and I was raising you guys to um how others were raising their children and um and I I just want to say that was the worst thing ever. Um, I I wouldn't uh, advise anybody. If you feel that you're in that mode, get out of it quickly. One of the things that I know from the three kids that I raised, that I was that mom, I think, and I don't know if they think this, but I think I was a... I was open-minded, and I allowed them to be, um, uh, what should I say, the word raw, are just very genuine with me, even though there were times when they would tell me stuff, and on the inside, I would be like, what the heck? But on the outside, I would have this very calm, cool, and collected composure because I wanted them to always feel okay about coming and telling me anything, anything. Uh-huh. Um,
0: and I will say that that is
1: accurate, like you were a safe space for us. Right, and I wanted, I, I'm so happy you confirmed that for uh-huh. me because I realized that because I was that safe space, it helps in our relationship right now. And you guys mm-hmm. are adults. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I felt that I did well as a mom raising young kids was that I was, I allowed you guys to see my struggle. I didn't hide the fact when we didn't have money or we couldn't pay this. I remember one time <laughs> I remember one time, and I don't know if Lord John remembers this, but our water bill was like due, and we didn't have the money to pay it. We were getting it. We didn't have the money to pay it on time. And John, he was really concerned about not having water Mm -hmm. to take a shower. And um, so I, I brought that up to say that you guys knew when we had times where we didn't have what we needed to have. So, um, yeah. I think.
0: So what were some ways that you like guarded your heart from comparison to those that you were in
1: relationship with? Well, to be honest with you, there were times when, I had to absent myself from being around my friends <laughs> because I would go there in my head with comparing comparing even to the way their house looked compared to mine or the way their relationship looked to mine, and um when we moved here to the California and joined a church here in California, the pastor and wife became like mom and dad to me. And that was um, Thomas and Emma Davis. And I remember mother Davis saying to me one time, you know what, Anne, what she does for her husband, you might not be willing to do for John. So are you, you need to check that out. You need to say, are you going to sit there And for example, I had a girlfriend that would um, fix dinner and she would fix um, her and her husband's plate and she wouldn't eat until he he got to the table. And this is just a simple Mm -hmm. example, but I'm thinking, shoot, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. But I saw her doing that. I'm like, "Dang, well, should I wait until John gets to the table?" And so, those were some of the things that wasn't a real big thing, but Mm -hmm. those were some of the things that I, I kind of fell into comparing. So to protect my heart, I had to sometimes distance myself from. Those uh, triggers, per mm, se. Yeah. I just had to just pull myself out of that.
0: I like the way that you said that to distance yourself from the triggers because I don't know if it's necessary for us to, if we're in relationship with people, to distance ourselves from them. But maybe mm-hmm. I, I feel like in the past you've said, okay, like if you really like their house, then maybe you shouldn't go over there. Like if it, if it's something where it's like, mm-hmm. you look around and you're like, I wish I had this, that, and the other, meet them at the park or, right, you know, go do something yeah. else with them. But just to know what triggers those moments of comparison or jealousy or whatever it is in you, and then kind of distance mm-hmm. yourself from those things until you have better strategies for protecting your heart and the job that you're doing mm-hmm. as a mother Um, this is not one of the pre questions that we had, but I have a question. (laughs) I was recently asked, like, for Mother's Day, what would you want to hear your husband say to you? Um, or whatever, like, what's one thing you would just love for him to say? And for me, the thing I wanted to hear Glenn say is, hey, that you're doing a really good job. And I feel like as a mom, like, it's often we just kind of just want to be affirmed that we're doing a good job. And I'm curious for you, do do you know that you have done and are doing a good job? And if so, when did you know that? How would I know that? When did you know it? Do you know that? Oh, when did I? Do you know do you feel that way? Do you ever feel like <laughs> is there ever a point cuz you've been a mother for 36 37 years I don't know how old is Anthony 37 he's about to be 37 right how old am I Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm 30 I don't know how old I am I'm 32 so Anthony's 35 so you've been a mother for almost 36 years right so um I just want I'm wondering because I've only been at this for seven years and so I'm like is there ever a point where I feel confident in
1: how I'm doing You know what? I think it happened after you guys grew up and became adults Mm -hmm. and your own people. And I see, (laughs) I see it now. So it goes back to when I, I reflect on when I was thinking I wasn't doing well because I found myself comparing and I don't want this to be offensive, but when I wasn't, when I thought I wasn't doing well and I, it was because i was comparing but now what i see are three individuals who and i know you still have your struggles but you know how to do life you know how to go out and fend for yourselves and um and just do life i mean you didn't have it handed to you on a silver platter i didn't have it like that i didn't have it to give you everything you wanted or when you graduated from high school i didn't have it to go out and buy you a car or when you got married i didn't have it to give you you money to put a down payment on a home Mm -hmm. but check it out you three when i reflect now i give all of the praise, all of the glory to God, because when I was genuine and real with you guys and said, look, we don't have it. And I thought that's probably a bad scene to be, for me to be telling a teenager, you know, mm-hmm. but now you guys, I, I'm not supporting you. <laughs> You're supporting yourselves. Yeah. You're not in my pocket. Mm -hmm. Say, mom, I need, I need, you are supporting yourself. So I think it's now looking back at you three as adults and seeing how you are successful, amazing people reaching so many people in the world with what each of you do. It's crazy amazing.
0: And so one thing that I would say about, um, like my mom, is that she has three very, very, very different children. And yes. we all took our own very, very, very different paths to like mm-hmm. where we are right now. And I won't go into the type of kids that we are, but let's just say, for example, like myself, I became like a math teacher and... Um, you know, got married and now I have four kids, right? So that's kind of like the end trail of who I am. And now I'm a stay-at-home mom. My older brother um, did a whole bunch of things, but now he's like uh, one of Dave Ramsey's personalities. And he's going around the country just speaking and um, teaching people all the time. And then I have my younger brother who is, and creative like he is a hip hop artist and he makes music and I basically think of him as like a poet and he's so wise in his young age and when I think about like my parents and um the way that they raised us I think about that scripture Proverbs 22 6 that says train up a child in the way he should go and even when he is old he will not depart from it because I feel like even for um, myself and my brothers, like each of us took our own paths or whatever, but I feel like what remains true today is our faith and our relationships that we have with the God, with God. Um, and I feel like my parents did a really good job of fostering that relationship and creating that, uh, I don't know what it's called, but just creating an atmosphere to where we would know God and all that he has to offer us. And so I applaud you, mom, for that. Um, Thank you. I guess we will end um, with this last question. And I think you kind of alluded to it earlier. But um, the last question I'm going to ask is, what do you wish you knew then that, you know, now as it relates to motherhood, wifehood? and or womanhood. You don't have to do it all encompassing, but you kind of alluded earlier that you wish you had more of those
1: conversations um, Mm -hmm. with
0: me. Yeah,
1: I do. I do. I wish that I would have had more of those uh, uncomfortable conversations with you about your body, Mm -hmm. about, um, yeah. mm Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh um, I have a yeah, question really quickly. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Just just a question. Did your mom have those conversations with you?
1: Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I thought. She did not. Mm-hmm. She did not. Mhm. That was kind of off boundaries cuz my mom had me thinking that if I kissed a boy, I would get pregnant. <laughs> she, for years, forever, I believed that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, she didn't have those kind of conversations with me. But what, what, when I thought about this question, um, what do I wish I knew then? Um, I, I think about um, if I knew that all I went through while while raising the three of you and while growing up with your dad in a marriage, if I knew that it was developing me into the woman I am today, I would have saved myself from a lot of heartache and pain and stress. Mm. So I'm saying that to say that I, I listen to you sometimes Yvette and you're like, Oh, I need a break. I'm, I'm really discouraged today or I'm really, you know, you're just frustrated Mm -hmm. because of, you know, just being a mom, being a wife, being all that you are. But just know that those things are developing you into the woman that God wants you to be. Mm -hmm. And I know that to be true because all that i've gone through being married to your dad being the mother to three like you already said amazing but very different children now i'm able to see that it was for others hmm. i i had to go through that so that i could be someone that somebody could come to and say and my child is trying to gang bang Hmm. or my kid has been expelled or I'm dealing with a child that's so self-driven and self-focused that I feel like I I'm just not involved in his or her life. I'm dealing with a husband that, um, that's just going through some stuff that I don't know how to handle. Hmm. And, um, and I swear, I, I say this, that if I had not gone through some of the things that God has allowed me to go through, I don't know if I would have been as sensitive to it when someone else mm, yeah. would come to me and say, my child is game banking. I could have probably popped off like, what? Like <laughs> so judgmental. Yeah, Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but now. Mm. come to me <laughs> because I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have three different children. I know what it's like to have a husband who is so um, entrepreneured minded that it drives you crazy. <laughs> and if he hears this, he knows it's the truth because it's <laughs> the truth. But um, I just believe that the things that I've, so what I wish I knew back then was like and just adapt and adjust to it and and just realize that it's really for your good. Mm. It is really for your good and somebody else's good too. Yeah. So if 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 you are um, in in that state of being where you're like I can't do this, just know that somewhere down the road you're going to reap good benefits from you're going to be able to help somebody else
0: yeah that's yeah that's good that's good well mom um i don't think this is the last time you'll be on the podcast Uh <laughs> i feel like there's so many other things that i want to talk to you about i feel like we always have really good conversations but i just know yeah. that um there's so much wisdom that my listeners can glean from hearing you talk. And so this will not be the last time you guys hear from my mama. So don't worry, but I do have to bring this episode to a close and yeah. um, You know what mom, at the end of each podcast, I like to leave my listeners with something encouraging or inspiring or something or another. And um, I think like, while I have you here, I'm curious, and if you don't have an answer to this question, it's totally fine, but what has been your greatest resource Um whether it's been like for toward you being a good wife or a good mom or a good Christian woman, whatever it is, what has been like one resource that you kind of refer back to
1: from time and time again? Well, of course it's been, um, Oh, my faith, my faith in Christ. I take it literal. I take his promises to me literally. I Sometimes I feel like oh, it's like a crazy out-of-body experience because I trust him. I believe what he said to me. He said that he would never leave nor forsake me. And when it came to raising my children and being married, To my husband, I trusted him, and I said, look, (laughs) this is what you said, that you would never leave me, leave me, nor forsake me, and right now I'm feeling a little alone out here, and he would bring me to my senses. So my resource has been my faith in him, and I know we got to bring this to a close, but that, as far as my children, I just want to say that scripture that you referred to earlier, train up a child in the way he should go. And then I spoke about this. There's a comma there.
0: Mm, Yeah, you did. It
1: says train up a child in the way he should go. Then there's a comma. Mm. And for my children, I felt like that comma was like those dot, dot, dots where it just lasted for a while. So while I was at that comma, Mm. I did a lot of praying. I did a lot of just crying out to the Lord and saying, okay, this is where I'm at. I don't know how I got on this foreign territory, um, but you promised me that you you have me, you have my children, you have my husband. But as far as my kids, you said, just train them up in the way they should go. And that comment's there, I pray. And then on the other side of that comment, it says, and they, I'm, I'm probably going to misquote it, but it says, and they will come back around to it and that is truly what i've experienced with my children i tr- we trained them up my husband and i trained them up in the way they should go and they have not forsaken god's word they mm-hmm. all three of them in their own way <laughs> have a relationship with christ so my resource uh, has been that and then my point of reference i have so many things to remind me that if he did it before, he'd do it again. Amen. Okay, I better stop cuz I could go on and on about yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm going to stop
0: now. <laughs> Mom, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. Um I'm really excited for my listeners to kind of get to know you better and more. And um if if I'm correct and I'm not going to like do any spoiler alerts, but I think Mom will actually be back this month. So, If I can spin it or work it out, it's going to happen, y'all. So, anywho, uh, thank you, guys, and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, I really hope that you enjoyed that conversation with my mom. I know that I did. I feel like listening to her talk today, especially when she was talking about her mom, was so revealing to me about who she is to me as a mother And I don't know, I'm just hoping that um, this whole generational thing of having a good relationship with your daughter and just with your children is something that we can kind of continue on into my motherhood. As you all know, I like to end each episode with a quote or some positive something or another. And so I chose this quote by Donna Ball and it says, motherhood is a choice you make every day. To put someone else's happiness and well-being ahead of your own. To teach the hard lessons. To do the right thing, even when you're not sure what the right thing is. And to forgive yourself over and over again for doing everything wrong. (laughs) I like that quote because I felt like it was so honest and true. Um, One of the things that my mom mentioned in our conversation is that she didn't realize that she was doing a good job until we got older. And so, I guess I would just want to encourage all of us to just continue to do the right thing, even when we're not sure it's the right thing, and to forgive ourselves when we figure out that maybe the right thing was the wrong thing. Um, Because we just never know what seeds we're planting and what fruit is going to come from those seeds being planted in the early years of parenting. And so, yeah. I appreciate you all and I am so grateful that you spent this time listening. I know this episode was a little bit longer than they usually are. Um so hopefully you are still around. I did if you did make it this far, hopefully you uh listen up because next week I'm going to have some special guests on talking about the series Little Fires Everywhere. Now, if y'all have not seen that, you are going to want to watch it before you listen to next um, next week's episode, because there will definitely be spoiler alerts. <laughs> Little Fires Everywhere is with Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington. It, I think it was on the CW. I don't know. I watched it on Hulu, but... When I got done watching that series, when I made it to the uh, season finale, I was just like, I need to talk to somebody. We need to talk about this. There's so much like there is so much to talk about in there from race to classism to um, motherhood to sexuality. There is just so many different themes in there. And I think the one that sticks out the most to me is motherhood. And so, given that I want to spend the month of May talking about motherhood, I felt like that would be appropriate. So, if you have not watched that series, I would definitely encourage you to watch it. It is good. Um, whether you make it through, like at least get to the second episode, maybe. I don't know. I feel like the first one was kind of like, eh. But if you get through the whole series, it is just, you're going to be at the end like, what the world? Let's talk and so that's where I am so we're gonna be having a conversation with some ladies about that and next week and I just encourage you to talk about it I've said that like 10 times now so I'm going to sign off and I hope you guys are having a wonderful Wednesday happy
1: hump day y'all